What's up, what's up, what's up? You are now tuned into What's the Word podcast. I am your host, Just Jazz, and I have three main goals. To encourage you to grow godly character, to equip you to live effectively in today's society, and to open you to salvation through Jesus Christ. So ditch what you heard, and let's discover what's the word. Welcome back, scholars. Today's episode is titled, I am a suffering servant, because that's a good description of who Jesus was. And if our goal is to be more like him, Yeah, you know how this goes. Being a suffering servant should be our goal as well. Long suffering can be described as patiently enduring, lasting offense or hardship. I know when I first hear the word suffer, I think of the pain, what caused the problem and how long I will have to deal with the consequences of such problems. But this is not the kind of suffering that has lines of people ready to volunteer. Thankfully, this isn't the kind of suffering I'm referring to either. It's actually quite the opposite. Contextually, we see that it might not always feel good, but it will be for the good of all in the end. Some wins for the week is that I was finally able to purchase me a Mac. And I feel like I should have been had it, but there were some lessons that I had to learn. There was a point when I first started the podcast journey that I felt like this was the only computer to use. Not only will it help my podcast sound better, it will be easier for me to produce it on my own. But going through the process helped me realize that we sometimes want things and possessions for the wrong reasons and God will ultimately call you out and help you realize that all you really need is faith in him. I had to ask myself what good would the sound be if the content wasn't connected. As you know we are studying the book of Matthew. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes I strongly suggest you do so you can have a better understanding of where we are. Let me set the scene. Jesus has just given the Sermon on the Mount which is one of his longest recorded sermons. He teaches the people about how to be better by following his examples. Last week's episode was a hit, teaching us how to be unbothered. And I don't know about you, but the enemy tried me, okay? Today's episode will reference Matthew chapters 8 through 10. Today, I want to remind you that sometimes we are tempted to give up on people or situations that haven't changed in a long time, but God can and will change what seems unchangeable, giving it new purpose and hope. We have to be ready to serve. As soon as Jesus came down from the mountain, crowds began to follow him. And that's when we saw him perform a miracle by touching and healing the man with leprosy. Leprosy then is how AIDS is now. People were considered outcasts and even sent to live only amongst others who had it. It was highly contagious, so much so that religious leaders did not bother to associate with or assist them. Which reminded me, when we live in sin and around sin, it's just like leprosy it is highly contagious and only christ's healing touch can truly save us the crucial part is knowing and acknowledging that we need help jesus was and is different than the leaders we know because he is willing to go the extra mile to serve those who are suffering so just off to the side i want to give you a challenge this week i want to challenge you to acknowledge god's hands in everything you do You should always be expecting to hear a word from God. A young lady asked me this week if God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit were three different people or one. Of course, in my mind, I thought I explained it to her perfectly, how they are all the same, just different versions. I later went for a run and saw a gaggle of geese as they were around the water, but three were standing off on the side in the formation of a triangle, and they all had their wings expanded. The first thing I thought of was that this was another explanation of the Holy Trinity. Three different pieces, but one uniform movement, and I literally 
do this kind of thinking with everything and I want you to try it. Another special miracle that I want to acknowledge is the one that is more popular when Jesus calms the storm. He and his disciples are in a boat and the waters become violent. Study shows that the waves are as big as 20 feet. Jesus, however, is chilling. He is sleeping like a baby at rest until his disciples ask him to save them. Now, of course, one would think this to be the natural response. Go to God when things are troubled. He will save you. But Jesus wanted them to realize that they had to exercise their faith muscles a little bit more they should have known firsthand the things that jesus was capable of doing and the authority that was also within them one thing i'm reminded of is how i should not run to god and tell him how big my problems are but to tell my problems how big my god is god is so good that he doesn't send us into the violent storm alone he is there with us ready to serve when our faith isn't enough he sends his sufficient grace remember good leaders serve I want to leave you today feeling empowered to serve, feeling empowered to be a servant, feeling empowered to live by example. So here are four tips on how to become a successful servant. The first tip is to demonstrate your faith. In these miracles, we see where people were being healed just because of their faith alone, not because they were perfect and did everything right, not because they were in the right place at the right time, but simply because they believe that Jesus will make them well. We cannot limit God by our worldly expectations because we will miss out on simple miracles. Don't limit God by your mindset and your lack of faith. Remember, we have to flex our faith. The second tip is to read the room. What I love most about Jesus is that he was not afraid to go where others wouldn't dare be seen, okay? He broke bread with sinners, literally. He ate with sinners and the religious leaders didn't like that. They didn't understand him because these associates weren't holy. But Jesus said this was the perfect place for him. He says it is not the healthy that needs a doctor, but the sick. And this was the one time that I was happy to be amongst the sick because I know that God will be checking for you, girl. If everyone in the room is just like you, how helpful is your presence? Challenge your circles because God is more concerned about all people. Yes, this even includes sinners. The third tip is to put in work. Throughout Jesus' ministry, a lot of people tested his gangster. Like, they were really coming for him. No shade needed. They just flat out said what they felt. But as a fellow Get Better gang member yourself, you know that feelings aren't facts. And Jesus came through with the facts. He not only said what needed to be said, but he put in the work too. In chapter 9, Jesus kills a paralyzed man, but not without the haters hating. Both the man's heart and body were paralyzed, but Jesus was more concerned with his heart. Jesus sees the man in his desperate state and tells him, take your heart. Your sins are forgiven, but this wasn't enough to please the crowd. So Jesus shows them how aligned his words are to his actions. The same needs to be true with us. Saying you forgive someone means nothing if you aren't showing it in your actions. You can say you want to be healed from addiction, but your actions are saying otherwise. My Bible reminds me that talk is cheap and our words lack meaning if our actions don't back them up. And last but certainly not least, we have to know the cost. There are many points in scripture where Jesus tells people that in order to follow him, they have to be okay with nothing. Like, drop everything, Craig's in trouble, come quick, nothing. Chapter 8, verse 18 shows us that Jesus is not taking excuses either. Jesus is so G that in chapter 10, he tells the disciples in verse 34, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And now, because basically what he's saying is that he has come to cut you away from the things that separate you from him, even family. Many people pride themselves on their family, but it is in scripture that you should not love anything more than you love God. And you should be ready to be separated from anything that tries to compromise that love. 
Your first love should be God. God should be our first priority. I read a quote that stuck with me and it said, everyone has a responsibility to not only tolerate another person's point of view, but also accept it eagerly as a challenge to your own understanding and express those challenges in terms of serving other people. In closing, I want to ask you to consider making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. The choice is yours. Once again, I would like to thank you for tuning into What's the Word podcast. If someone was on your mind while listening, please share the link with them. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review. Make sure you connect with us on social media, on Instagram at What's the Word podcast, and on Twitter at underscore underscore What's the Word. If no one has told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. Now go, be a blessing. Be sure to tune into next week's episode where we will talk about the life of Matthew.